talking about in this series, uh, Destinations. We are in the last week today, week four. So glad that you are here. Well, hey, all throughout this series, we've been defining this principle of the path uh, that simply says that our direction in life always will determine our final destination. Our direction always determines our destination. Uh, but many people believe, and you know this as well, that they think that somehow if we just have good intentions that our choices don't matter, uh, but it simply isn't the case, that our direction will always override our intentions. Our direction always overrides our intentions. And uh, two weeks ago, uh, we learned about looking for danger, right? The prudent see danger and they take refuge, but the simple keep going and they suffer for it. Uh, we talked about that. Last week, we talked about not leaning on our own wisdom, but rather acknowledging God in all of our paths and all of our decisions uh, to know that even if we were the wisest person on planet Earth, information would not be enough, but we need God to help us in all of our paths. And so today we're going to wrap up this series, and I wanted to finish with a very simple question that I want all of us to be able to answer at the end of today, and the question is simply this. What has caught my eye? What has caught my eye? Um, I think this question is kind of intuitive when we're walking or we're driving and something grabs our attention, something distracts us or captures our attention. But we do not tend to think about this question when it comes to the paths in life that we choose. Uh, your first fill in here, that while direction always determines destination, it's often the thing or person that gets our attention that influences us down a wrong path. Let me say that again. While direction always determines destination, that's the principle of the path, it's often the thing or the person that gets our attention, that influences us down a wrong path. Uh, maybe you've said something like, that grabbed my attention, you know, or she captured my attention, or the Minnesota Twins got our attention and got all of our hopes up and then let us down a wrong path. You know what I'm saying? Anybody feeling pain? Yeah, you feel the pain. I can't even talk about it. I'm so depressed right now. Um, the things, though, however, that grab our attention, and come on, we know this, the things that grab our attention have the ability to influence and impact our entire life. Uh, when I met my wife, Tara, uh, and she stepped in the room, right, her personality, you know, she just lit up the room. Uh, her humor, I was, she captured my attention, and my life has never been the same since. Uh, I also think the opposite of kind of true, that all of us maybe have things in our past, uh, whether it's people or things or opportunities that captured our attention and influenced us the wrong way. And if we could go back, uh, we would wish that maybe we would have only glanced that direction rather than going down that path, right? Um, there are people maybe that you wish you never met or phone numbers you would have never gotten or opportunities you would have never chased. And all of us, because we've all been there, you've been there, I've been there, we've all made mistakes. But the cool thing about life is that we get to learn from those mistakes. Um, but here's what we learn, and, and we all know this is true, your next film, that on every path that leads to destruction, there's something very emotionally appealing on that path, isn't there? Um, when we're tempted to go down a path that we shouldn't, there's something that almost draws us emotionally to that path someone that we want to be on. And it's often those paths that lead to some of our greatest regrets. And so we've all felt that emotional pull to something, maybe a path we know we shouldn't take, 
but yet, you know, we do anyhow because of the emotional appeal. Um, And so here's why it's so important to understand your next feeling, that our attention influences our direction, and our direction leads to our destination. And so while the principle of the path is that your direction in life will always lead to your destination, I just want to slip something in before that as we wrap up this series. That our attention influences our direction in life, and our direction always leads to our destination. I'm sure there's been times for all of us that we've thought to ourselves, I shouldn't go there, but let me look a little closer to see how much I shouldn't go there, right? Have you ever done that? Right? We, we say, how close can I get to that edge? I really want to feel this thing out. It grabbed our attention. It captured our attention. The next thing we knew, we altered our direction because of something that captured our attention. Right? We didn't intend to go down that path, but something was an emotional appeal or something grabbed our attention that caused us to lose focus on where we were headed and caused us to veer off of course. Now there's two sides to this coin. There are things in life that will grab our attention, and we've all experienced that. But the other side is that there's also things that we need to pay attention to. And the things that we pay attention to means that there's an intentional focus, something that I know I need to pay attention with. Um, And maybe there are things that you wish you had paid more attention to in your life. And maybe there are things that you wish, looking back, there are areas that you wish you had given more attention to, right? I mean, looking back, you may wish that you, have paid, you would have paid more attention to your health. And now you feel like you're kind of paying a price because you didn't pay attention to it. Or maybe you wish you paid more attention to your marriage. Or you wish you would have paid more attention to your kids or your grandkids. Or maybe you wish you paid more attention to your journey, your faith journey with God or even your finances, so if you were to fill in the blank, you know, looking back, I wish I would have, you know, how would you fill in that blank? How would you fill out the rest of that sentence? Because what happened? On those things that we say, I wish I would have, what happened that caused us to veer? More than likely, it was something that grabbed our attention, that stole our attention away from where we needed to be looking, and it brought us down a path that we didn't want to go. I mean, think about how much different your life could be if you had paid more attention to certain things. Why is that? Because of this principle that wherever your attention goes, it influences your direction, and your direction always determines your destination. Always. So let me crank it up just a little notch. And I don't mean this to be offensive anyway. But imagine how different your life would be if maybe your father or your mother had paid more attention to certain things in their life. And for some people, maybe this doesn't resonate as much. Maybe you had an excellent example of mom and dad. And they, had their, they were on the right path and they stayed on that path. But for some of you, this hits home, doesn't it? If they had paid more attention to their marriage, how would my life be different today? If they had paid more attention to what was going on, maybe in your life, maybe if they had paid more attention to what was happening in their spiritual life, maybe if they had paid more attention to their finances, you know, the way they needed to grow in that, how would your life be different 
because of it. Why is this important? And why does that help bring it more into focus for us? Because our attention influences our direction, and our direction always leads to our destination. And so here's why this is so important today, as we unpack this for the next few minutes, is that right now, there are things trying to steal your attention. And there are things trying to steal my attention. There are things that are trying to grab our attention that would cause us to lose sight of where we need to be headed and where we need to be going, and it is trying to pull us down a path that we should not go. And there are things, and at first glance, we think, oh, no, I better not do that. I better not go with them. I better not participate. I better not. But maybe the friends just keep persisting. Maybe she kept calling. Maybe he kept stopping by your cubicle, right, whatever it might be. That temptation kept presenting itself ever so slowly, and our attention, sometimes without even realizing it, is slowly fading from where it needs to be. Now, here's an observation, and it's only an observation. You could take it or leave it. It's an observation from my own life and from Pat, for being a pastor for a long time. And it's the next fill in your notes. That the things that grab my attention are typically dangerous, while the things I pay attention to are generally the things that set me up for success. Does that make sense? It's these two different things. The things that grab my attention or steal my attention away are typically dangerous, while the things I pay attention to or I'm intentional about generally set me up for success. And the things that are right now capturing our attention are right now influencing the direction of our life. And our direction will determine our destination. And so it looks just like this on the screen. Our attention influences our direction, and our direction determines our destination. And that's why we ask this question, what has caught my eye? What is the thing that I'm paying attention to that maybe I shouldn't? Maybe what are the things that I need to start paying attention to that I can be more intentional in? So no matter where you're at in this today, here's the encouraging thing about our Heavenly Father is that He has given us biblical principles that we can align our life with that will actually become a bedrock of security for us. And so today I just want to show you a couple of scriptures that will help us take this next step with God. And so in in Deuteronomy... uh, God is speaking to his special people, the Israelites, and gives them the law through Moses. And he warned them. He says, listen, you're going to be tempted by how other people are living their lives. You're going to be tempted to veer direction. You're going to be tempted to go down paths that you should not go. But I want to tell you one thing God would say to them, and he says to us all these thousands of years later, I want you to pay attention. Pay attention. Check out this verse in Deuteronomy 7, verse 12 and 13. God said this. If you pay, what's that word? If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you. As he swore to your ancestors, he will love you and bless you. God says, listen, I know there's going to be all kinds of things that are going to try to steal your attention away from where your focus in life needs to be, but if you will pay attention, 
to where you need to pay attention. If you follow my laws, if you follow my paths, if you make me the leader of your life and you let me lead, listen, I'm going to keep these covenants of love with you. He says, I'm going to bless you because of these choices. And even though God gives the Israelites this warning, pay close attention. Do you know what the Israelites end up doing? They end up doing what we end up doing a lot. And maybe you've noticed this. You know, we start kind of walking down this good faith journey and we have a good relationship with God and he starts blessing our life and pretty soon we kind of forget where that blessing comes from. We get comfortable in life and then all of a sudden we get distracted. All of a sudden we start making choices we shouldn't. All of a sudden we start getting veering away. And this is what would happen to the Israelites. When they got comfortable, they'd get distracted and move away from what God had asked them to do. And then they would pay for it as a result. And God is saying the same thing to us today, thousands of years later, that he wants to be our father, whom we trust and are willing to follow. And as a result, he will bless us for it. But God would say to us, pay attention to the things you need to pay attention to. If you want to stay on the path that you want to be on. Why is this important? Good question. Because our attention influences our direction and our direction always determines our destination. King David said this in Psalm 119.35. This was his prayer to God surrounding this. He said, direct me in the path of your commands for there I find delight. And then listen to this prayer and how it speaks to direction. He says, turn my heart towards your statutes or towards your laws, towards your ways of living and not towards selfish gain. Here it is again. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Which that, that's a powerful way to end this prayer. Preserve my life. In other words, David is saying, I know that if I focus on the wrong things, if something steals away my attention, I'm going to end up on a path that I don't want to be on. And it could cost me everything good in this life. He says, preserve my life. I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that I was on the wrong path, wasting it because of things I shouldn't have paid attention to and I went down the wrong path. Here's another one, Proverbs 4.25. This is so good. Solomon writes, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your, what's that word? Fix your gaze directly before you. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. That's a great verse. And I actually send this to my, ver- my wife. I send my wife this verse whenever she goes to Target because it's, it still works. <laughs> let your gaze, honey, let your gaze look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Do not swerve down the aisles to the right or to the left. And keep your hand away from the evil red card, okay? Like that's, that's our prayer. That's our focus when we go to Target. Because how many know as you go to Target, you didn't even realize all the things you didn't know you needed, right? Until you're there and you, wow, okay, you went in for one thing and ended up spending $100. I don't know how that works. Um, so while this is a great verse for Target shoppers, it is also a great verse for us uh, to fix our gaze. To fix our gaze. And this is really what he's saying. He goes, I want you to put blinders on yourself, right? And so as these people are trying to distract me over here, I can't even see it, right? Where's my gaze? He says, fix your gaze. Fix your gaze. 
Fix your gaze. Where, are you having a hard time following me right now? Okay, this is good. Because I can't see a thing. I may fall right off this stage. Right? Fix your gaze. He says, put the blinders on. Don't be distracted to the right or to the left. Don't let your life swerve on a path that you don't want to be on from the things that want to steal or capture your attention. And we've all been there. We know what that's like. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. You can't even take me seriously. Because here's the truth. We are all going to be tempted from time to time to shift our gaze and be drawn to things that we should not be drawn to. And as our gaze goes, so goes our direction. And as our direction goes, so goes our destination. Where's your focus? Where's your gaze? And then, Hundreds of years later, Jesus shows up on the scene and he speaks to this very truth and this idea of how important it is that where we're looking and how it protects our life. He said this in Matthew 6, 22. He said, the eye is the lamp of the body. Okay, now I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. How many of you use lamps still today? Anybody use a gas lamp or, you know, a wick lamp, anybody? No, okay. How many of you use a light bulb from time to time, right? A light switch, how many, okay. Or when the power goes out, what do you reach for in the drawer? Your flashlight, right? To help you see where you're going. This is kind of the idea that, G- that, that Jesus is trying to get us to track with. He says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, in other words, if where you're looking is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes or your gaze is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And this is what Jesus is getting at. Obviously, these people in this time did not have any electricity, so they would use lamps to light their way when they were walking down a path. And oftentimes what they would do is they would put a lantern on a long stick and they would hold the lantern out in front of them so they could see further ahead on the path, further ahead down the road. They could see danger before they were on top of it. And Jesus is relating it to this, that when you are searching on your path, wherever your light shines is where you're going to go. Wherever your gaze is, whatever you're focused on, that's where you're going to go. And if your eye is looking at the healthy parts, the good things, where you need to be focused on, then you will receive health, health in your life, health in your path, health in your future. But if you don't, Destruction awaits. See, Jesus is saying in your next feeling that your eye is the lantern of your whole life. That whatever it focuses on will be where you go. Because wherever your attention is, it influences your direction. And your direction always leads to your destination. You have to commit to what you're going to pay attention to and the things you're going to stop paying attention to. Um, I came across this interesting story, and maybe you heard this story about Mark and Christine Watke, and this is from several years ago. But there are a couple from Wisconsin who had just finished a week-long vacation touring national parks in South Dakota, Idaho, and Wyoming. The grand finale was Yellowstone. Anybody ever been to Yellowstone before? Anybody? Okay, you know. And by Monday afternoon, October 28th, 
they were headed out of the park and turned for home. This was the return trip, Mark said. We were headed home. And they had reservations for a hotel in Miles City, and so they punched the address into their cell phone's mapping application, and the route it gave them took them out of the northeast entrance of Yellowstone National Park on Highway 212 over Beartooth Pass. Thank you, Google, Christine said. But they had no idea that that road had been closed since September, that the highway is only open seasonally, and they had had pleasant weather that day in the park, and so they set out and made it well past Cook County or Cook City before they started seeing the snowfall. They both said that they never saw any highway sign or any signs on the highway saying that the road was closed. But they were there, and they missed them. And about 35 miles up the highway, they started to see the first snowfall, and it quickly became drifts. And at one point, they decided to tur- turn around, and just when they turned around, their Kia got stuck in the snow. And it was about 5 p.m. The drifts got deep in a hurry, Mark said. And Christine got out and started digging in the ground, digging out sand and trying to put it under the tires. They were trying to get anything under it to try to get traction to get going again. And finally, with about an hour of daylight left, Mark decided he would walk 30 minutes back down the road to see if he could find anybody to help them. And an hour later, he returned to the car, seeing no signs of life. With the sun setting, they realized they would, they would be spending the night in their vehicle. And for the next six days, that's where they were trapped. They rationed the food, half a sandwich each per day with a handful of cookies. They scouted out their location. They cut some branches down from the trees by the road to place under their wheels, hoping that would give them enough traction to get out of the snow, but nothing worked. But yet two nights in, they figured that family and friends would notice their missing, and by Thursday, for sure, someone would come up the road to find them. But as each day and each night passed, and as it got dark, they would climb to the back of the key and cover themselves with every piece of clothing they had brought with them. And it was enough to keep them relatively warm throughout the night until they would move and the clothes would fall off of them to the floor. And they figured over those six days, they maybe got a total of eight hours of sleep. Frustration had set in as day after day passed. And on Saturday night, November 2nd, Six days in, with supplies running low, they began to talk about freezing together in the car and never returning home. They decided that while they still could, they would write down their goodbyes and leave a message for their families recorded on their phones. Sunday night was as cold as they'd been through the whole week, and it's when they finally accepted their fate. They said, all right, we've got to face it that we're going to die right here in this car. And they went to sleep that night. To their surprise, Monday morning they woke up. And just a couple hours later, Mark thought he heard an engine. And as he looked down the road, sure enough, here came a car. Christine said, we saw him coming up the road and I just started crying immediately. Rancher Troy Barnett had decided Sunday night, November 3rd, the night before, that he would check the highway the next day after hearing about a couple who had gone missing from Yellowstone earlier that week. He found them first thing in the morning, put them on a snowmobile, and drove them down the highway. 
By Monday night, the Wathkeys were in the city of Cody eating pizza dinner at Pizza Hut and getting ready to crash into bed at the Super 8 motel next door. They were warm, dry, and full, but they were flush with exhausted giddiness. Christine said, we're just so happy to be alive. Imagine that ordeal. Pretty amazing to think about. But why in the world were they in a place that almost cost them their life? Because they weren't paying attention to the right things. They missed the sign that said highway closed. And had they seen the sign, it would have saved them this whole ordeal. And so as we get ready to close today, I just have two questions for us. And it's the last fill-ins on your notes. And the first one is this. Number one, who or what has captured your attention? And I just want to hang out there for a second. Is there anything presently? Is there anyone presently that is stealing your attention away from where it needs to be? The path that you want to be on And the destination you want to end up in. Is there anyone or anything trying to steal or capture your attention to lead you down a path that will ultimately lead to your destruction? That's a great question to ask. Question number two. What do you need to begin paying more attention to? Because this is the flip side, right? A thing trying to steal our attention, that's one thing, but what are the things that we know that we need to start paying attention to? If we're going to stay on the path that we want to be on. Because for some of you here today, you need to pay more attention to your faith. Maybe you're giving church another shot. Maybe you've been gone for a while, but you're back. What an awesome time to say, God, I'm going to get serious about my faith. I'm going to start putting these things into practice. I'm going to begin this relational journey with you. For the others of you, maybe you've been on a faith journey a long time and nothing's really changing anymore. You've kind of closed off your heart. You're kind of just going through routine. Is that something that you need to pay closer attention to? Or maybe you need to pay attention to your marriage. Maybe it's struggling and you know it. And you got to raise your hand to say, hey, we need some help. Maybe you need to pay attention to your kids or your kids' faith or your grandkids. Maybe it's paying attention to your financial situation. Maybe for too long you've just said, ah, it will work out somehow. But is it going to lead you down the path that you want to get to financially to be where you need to be? and want to be. Maybe it's paying attention to your health. Maybe it's paying attention to your friendships. Are your friends helping you down the path you want to go down and the path you need to be on? Or or are there friends in your life that are trying to pull you off of your path and lead you where you don't want to go? Here's why it's so important. Because your attention 
will influence your direction. And my direction and your direction will always determine our destination. So what has caught your eye? What's trying to steal your attention? Or what do you need to pay more attention to? See, God's made this clear to us because he loves us so much. And he gives us this opportunity to remove the distractions and the temptations that are trying to veer us off. And when we begin to fix our gaze where it needs to be and start paying attention to the right things, God says, let me tell you, you're going to end up on the right path and that path is ultimately going to lead you where you want to end up. So I don't know how you'd answer those two questions, but this would be a great time for us to just to make a commitment to God. And so I'm going to ask you, if you wouldn't mind just closing your eyes, if everyone can do that all over this room, let's just close our eyes. And I just, I want us to take 30 seconds for you to talk to God and God to talk to you. We believe here at Riverway that God can speak to us. And it's not going to be a weird audible voice. He'll just speak right to your heart. And so as you ask him, God, is there anything that I need to stop paying attention to? And if you ask, God, is there anything I need to start paying attention to? He's faithful to answer that. And then we can ask for his help. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love us so much. That you're willing to help guide us. And even in this moment, when the rubber meets the road, and we know there's things that we need to stop paying attention to. We need your courage and your strength to let that play out in our life. That tomorrow as we wake up, we'd make the decision to stop paying attention to that thing or that person that is drawing us off our path. And as we ask for your help to the things we need to put our gaze on and focus on, just show us what those things are practically or relationally. We need your help. And we thank you that you said that you are willing to help anybody who asks for it. There's not one of us in this room that want to end up at the wrong destination. There's not one of us that want to live on the wrong path, but it is so easy to be strayed and pulled away. And so we're asking that you would give us the courage and the strength and the wisdom to fix our gaze on you and the things we need to be about. In Jesus' name we pray.